Folks, obviously we are heading into the All-Star break and the NHL continues to evolve in ways that I think a lot of us are a little bit surprised by. The standings this year have seen some very interesting risers and some notable fallers. We're going to take a look at how the Jets rank among these teams and who continues to lead the pack and which teams have started to fade on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, on tonight's episode... Like I said, we are going to be diving into uh, how the the Jets are doing this year compared to the rest of the league and also do a live look in at the NHL standings to see, you know, not only where the Jets rank, but which teams continue to be the ones to watch out for as we start to roll up uh, in not too many months here onto the playoffs. I mean, it's hard to believe it, but we're already in February. Uh, If you look at Winnipeg's schedule over the next few weeks, we're kind of winding down the regular season. We're well past the halfway point. It's it's getting close, man. So, you know, playoff time, trade deadline, all of that is really building up into a crescendo. And this is basically kind of the, the home stretch until we hit pay dirt for the postseason. Before we get into that, though, I thought it would be a, a fun time to give you a brief update on how Brad Lambert and Chaz Lucius are doing. So both have been uh, recently getting some games in the CHL. Chaz Lucius has been tearing the WHL up uh, as a member of the Portland Winterhawks. He's got 15 points in six games, uh, including five goals and 10 assists. Let me tell you, man, uh, Lucius is an awesome player. We've gotten to see him sometimes for the Moose, and I really like his creativity. I think that his spatial awareness, how he attacks, uh, you know, different areas near the slot, his, you know, skating and passing, all of that for him really makes him an elite prospect. I think he's going to be a, a really good top six NHLer. I would not be surprised if he manages to carve himself out a role, maybe on like a first line somewhere, but, you know, I would say modestly, right? Like modestly, let's say he'll probably be a second liner, which I I mean, that's pretty freaking awesome when you think about it. His skill, his edge work, all of his creativity makes him a really dynamic player and somebody who I think, you know, is basically going to destroy the WHL. Now he is 19, so you know he is older than some of the kids that are that are playing in this league. He's already got pro experience, um, so those are are things you probably do want to keep in mind when you see him putting up really eye popping numbers. But that said, you know he's still raking it in. Not really surprising that somebody as gifted as him has immediately fit in. But it is kind of funny that it basically took him almost no time to like really start hitting his stride and uh, finding early success with uh, the Winterhawks. Lucius, on the other hand, or not, sorry, Lambert, on the other hand, has been uh, a little bit of a, an uphill climb for him just because 
I think he had some visa issues or something trying to get into uh, Seattle. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but he got healthy scratched for a few games and we were kind of wondering, you know, what's going on there. But I'm pretty sure it was visa issues. Since joining the Thunderbirds, he was actually playing at center recently on the first line. He's got three points in three games, uh, one goal and two assists, which is a pretty solid start. Um, he's the same age as Lucius, but you know, obviously his pro experience has been a little bit different. He hasn't been playing uh, a lot of North American hockey until recently. You know, most of his pro experience is in Finland. Lucius, you know, was kind of playing the college circuit for a bit. Um, and, you know, grew up in, in the North American system. So for, for Lambert, I think that there's probably been slightly more of an adjustment. But uh, since coming from the Moose and moving towards Seattle, it seems like he's already starting to find his footing, you know, bit by bit. He's very explosive. You can see his passing and vision are going to be a monster for this team. And his skating is always such a gift that I think, you know, playing at the CHL level is going to be really helpful for him. I think it'll help him find his confidence get his offensive groove, and really help him feel more at ease. I think with the Moose, you saw some of the decision-making and stuff not always uh, being on the right timing for him. I think the pro level was maybe a little bit of a jump from uh, going from Liga to like AHL stuff. It, it seemed like he wasn't as comfortable with the Moose. So moving down to the CHL, I think will be a, a really good gift for him. I think he'll start to really find his footing already. He's you know getting a, you know, a couple of points uh, early into his start to the to the Thunderbirds career, which is great to see. I saw some of the footage from his match, and he looks really dynamic. He looks pretty much what you would expect from him. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I want to watch out for going forward is how he starts to really bring his line mates into the game and make use of them. That was something that he didn't always have when he was in Finland, you know, not as much support. So now that he's with the Thunderbirds, he'll have a lot more backing, I think a lot more talent to work with. Uh, and hopefully, you know, He's not being asked to pass to guys who aren't even looking at him. So should be a really fun next few months for both of these kids. And uh, let's hope that, you know, if the Jets don't really make a big trade deadline acquisition with either of them, that eventually they will form uh, the backbone of this future Jets core. But, you know, pulling it back to the present, obviously the Jets uh, are in the midst of what has been a pretty surprising season. But when it comes to the NHL this year, there have been a number of big surprises and some major disappointments. We'll dive into which teams have really been at the top of their game and which teams have really struggled out of the bat uh, in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Built. If you have heard me talk about Built before, you know that I'm personally a big fan of their Built Bar products. They are the only uh, protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They come in wonderful flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, uh, one of my personal favorites that is very simple, very basic, but very good is, for me, dark raspberry chocolate. I think um, the dark chocolate works well with the raspberry flavoring. It's it's not like super, super uh, on the nose, but I think it's uh, like a great intro to their product line. It's one of their classic standbys, and I really think you can't go wrong with it. But of course, you might be wondering, if it tastes so good, it's got to be bad for you. And that's where you would be wrong. Built Bars clock in at around 130 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So whether you're looking for something before your workout, maybe a breakfast replacement, 
maybe even just a candy bar replacement. You know, you want to cut the, the fat and sugar down. This is a great way to do it while uh, still being unbelievably delicious. And if you want to place your order, you can get them at build.com where you can make variety boxes, pick one or two flavors, whatever you want. Uh, they let you have so many customizations. But if you are looking for more of a brick and mortar option, Sam's Club and Walmart offer four packs and 13 packs of some of their most popular flavors. So be sure to give Built Bars a try today. I promise you won't regret it. And of course, as always, check out Built.com for the full roster of flavors and selections. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Uh, like I said at the start of the episode, we're just going to take a, a brief pause here with the All-Star break coming up. Uh, All-Star game should be this weekend, I think, on the 4th, before we get back into the NHL next week. And I thought it would be a good time to see, you know, how the league is doing and, and sort of where the Jets sort of fit into all of this and, and which teams have been, like, super surprising and which ones have been uh, more on the disappointing side. So. Let's start off with the basic standings updates. Uh, we'll, we'll go through the top teams in each division and kind of, you know, like the top three teams, I think, and kind of give you a sense of how the middle of the pack is doing. Out on the eastern side of things, this has been the strongest conference all year, and it continues to be, well, quite frankly, impenetrable. Uh, in the Metro, you've got Carolina, New Jersey, and the Rangers at the top, but, you know, barely just two points behind the Rangers are the Washington Capitals. I think the Caps are kind of in trouble, though, because they've played a lot more games than a lot of the teams that they're either right around or chasing. So, you know, games in hand around this time of year can really start to catch up to you, especially if you aren't collecting as many points as your opponents. Uh, Pittsburgh is also just a few points behind the Rangers. And like the Rangers, they've only played 49 games to Washington's 53. So a very interesting race is developing there. Uh, the Islanders just picked up Bo Horvat, obviously. They're currently sixth in the division, and they've played more games than most of the Metro. So something to keep an eye on. I don't know if Horvat's really going to move the needle for them, especially with Wallstrom going down. But, you know, Lou's going to Lou. We'll see if that actually pans out for them. I'm going to guess that at best they're looking at a wild card spot. Looking at the Atlantic doesn't really get any easier, especially for teams who are trying to get into a wild card spot to begin with. Uh, You've got the Bruins who are way out ahead of just everyone else in the entire league. 83 points in 51 games, plus 81 goal differential. I mean, you're, you're literally looking at maybe the greatest NHL team of the modern era. I mean, I don't know that anyone has ever put up numbers like these. This team is just jaw-dropping. I mean, that's the only real way to say it. It's like this team is just... It's, I, I can't quite put it into words. I mean, it's just built different. Amazing goaltending, excellent offense, stellar defense. I mean, what do you even say about this team? You have 83 points in 51 games, 39 wins. I mean, that's almost unheard of, especially in the salary cap era. Uh, this Bruins team, man, I tell you, it it's, it's something else. Um, in second with 70 points. 70 points. That's like first in most of the other divisions is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, they they obviously haven't had quite as impressive of a season as the Bruins, but they're doing really freaking good. And it's kind of crazy that they're in second, minus 13 points behind first with a 31-13 and 8 record. Uh, right after them, you know, just a few points behind them, but with games in hand are the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not as great of a season for the Lightning, but certainly a team that I think in the first couple of rounds is going to be a huge pain in the butt. Um, 
but maybe not as much of a pain in the butt as the Sabres could be if they actually make the playoffs. They are uh, just a few points behind Tampa, although they have played a few more games. Um, and certainly they're they're really going to be vying for a wild card spot. It's going to be hard for them to crack the top six. You know, they're already nine points behind Tampa, and it just seems like there's a little too much ground there to make up in the division. So at this point, what they really want to do is try and compete for that second or third, you know, like the second wild card spot. Uh, otherwise, they're probably just going to barely miss. But, you know, this whole Eastern Conference has been a crazy, crazy uh, run this year. I mean, you've got one of the best teams and one of the biggest disappointments, which we'll talk about this disappointment in just a little bit. Um, but of course, on the Western side of things, you know, it's a lot tighter. And in general, you're not seeing as many teams running away with uh, the division leads this year. In the Central, it's it's Dallas, <clears throat> Winnipeg, and Minnesota. And, you know, Dallas has been on a decent run of form this year. Past couple of weeks, they've kind of dipped a little bit. But uh, on the whole, I, I think the Stars have had a pretty successful year. Um, the Jets are right behind them, just one point back in the standings. They've played one more game, but, you know, in this case, one game uh, in hand on Winnipeg, not really a big deal. Uh, the Jets, you know, they've had a really good season, although I think we're seeing some of their vulnerabilities and the limits of their ability to kind of, I would say, surmount the, the roster deficiencies and injuries. But on the whole, you know, for the first season under Rick Bonus. A uh, certainly a major success, and I think a real testament to the turnaround job that he has done with this team. Up next, you've got the Minnesota Wild, and Minnesota's been decent recently. Uh, they're not too far behind the Jets, and they've got a number of games in hand. Same with the Colorado Avalanche, but neither of these teams, I would say, are, are quite as strong as you would expect them to be, especially the Avs. The Avs have taken a bit of a step back, but part of that's just been because of the injury crisis that they've had, so you know, you can't really read too much into it right now. As we start getting, you know, towards the trade deadline and they maybe make some moves, we'll see if that team improves and really starts scaring people. The Pacific is one of the most interesting stories because it's a complete mess of a division. Seattle, LA, and Vegas are your top three. Uh, LA is in second with a negative 10 goal differential, which is really funny to see. Um, the Kraken, though, are like legit. I would say that this team reminds me very much of the first year Vegas Golden Knights very fast, uh, you know, kind of built where you have a lot of like, I would say, depth in terms of overall roster matchups. You might lack like that, that top end game breaking uh, talent, right? But you have so many guys who are really good up and down the lineup that you can kind of work a little bit around it and take advantage of softer depth matchups against opposing teams. The Golden Knights, on the other hand, are not exactly having the best season. Their offense has been a little more muted. They've dealt with some injury crises. And honestly, you know, without Mark Stone, this team's just not that scary. Um, they're 2-6-2 and two in their last 10, and they look increasingly like a team that, you know, without Stone is probably going to miss the first, uh, uh, I would say, real big playoff push this year. I think uh, they will not survive the first round or two. Maybe if they were lucky, they could get through one opponent, but I think past that, it's it's asking a lot, but overall, you know, Vegas is still decent. I just think without your star playmaker um, and creator, it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle. And it's not like they can just pick up guys off of the, uh, the 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 trade deadline market because of their crazy, crazy cap situation. So a lot to unpack there. Uh, a lot of very interesting teams. 
In just a little bit, we're going to dive into some of the biggest surprises and biggest disappointments this year. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. This year, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're super safe, super convenient, and again, they are the number one sports book in America. That is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who might even score a touchdown. I think for me, you know, betting on the number of TDs that either Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes are going to toss is a pretty fun one. I think, uh, I don't know, Jalen Hurts might have the edge this year just because Casey's defense, I think, is really good. But this Eagles offense has been obliterating just about everyone it's, it's come up against. They torched the 49ers like, what, 35 to 7, was it? And that Niners defense was supposed to be pretty staunch. So, yeah, I'm going to bet the over on the number of TTs that Hurts is tossing downfield. But, of course, you know, the, the biggest thing with this FanDuel app is not only can you bet on all these great things, but it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, if you win, you can get your paid, uh, you can get your winnings paid instantly, which is fan-freaking-tastic. We love instant gratification, quick cash-outs, and FanDuel agrees with you. So, Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first uh, first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We're just wrapping up real quick with uh, what I would describe as my biggest uh, surprises and biggest disappointments with some of the teams this year. Like I said, this year has had quite a few ups and downs, and uh, some teams have really answered the bell and some have not. So I say, I would say in like terms of biggest surprises, uh, Boston being where it is, top of the division and, and top of the league with such a crazy record is really surprising. I thought maybe the Bruins might have, I don't know, a very good season, but like uh, best in the entire league. I was not expecting that with Montgomery. I thought it would be like top five, maybe. But, you know, uh, first overall with the kind of record that they've got, uh, historic pace for just about every single stats category. I mean, again, like I said, I don't really know what to say about this team. They're almost unbeatable at home. They really don't lose on the road very much at all. Just an amazing team. And like this is the first time recently for the past couple of weeks where they've lost a couple of games. And that's just like does not happen for them. So really surprising, uh, certainly an interesting change in the East and kind of a cool one because the Bruins are like an older team and one that, you know, I would never have pegged for uh, such such a meteoric rise this year, but very interesting to see one of the coaches the Jets were interested in inter interviewing doing so well out in Boston. I'd say the other big surprise for me has been uh, Seattle. I, I thought that they might be good this year, but I think their rise to the top of the Pacific is very hard-earned and uh, very much deserved. They've just been really, really well-balanced, a, a strong team that executes great power plays. I like their passing and puck movement. They're fun to watch. I think all of that makes them a quiet sleeper to be a real pain in the butt for the West, especially in the first couple of rounds. Now, if I have a couple of major disappointments... 
the biggest one for me is going to be the Florida Panthers, but you know, we all kind of knew who Paul Maurice was and what some, you know, some of his issues might be when he was trying to improvise. A lot of what has happened with the Panthers this year, I don't really think is Paul Maurice's fault. It's kind of on the front office uh, for maybe not giving him the best goaltending. And, and, you know, like puck luck has been a little bit against the Panthers, especially when it comes to finishing, but at the other stuff that Maurice has done, you know, he hasn't really been able to kind of solve around some of these issues. So I don't know. You had Burnett who was kind of ripping it up with uh, the Panthers in his first year. And sure, the team was disorganized at times, but offensively, they were just lighting it up and he has done that same level of offensive impact for the Devils. So maybe the Panthers really did make a mistake. Other big disappointment, Calgary Flames. They have sunk to the bottom of the Pacific Division and they do not look like they are coming up for air anytime soon. They're only uh, trailing or, you know, really fighting for like the second wild card spot. But aside from that, this team is really on the outs. I do not think that they are going to be a team you have to worry about in the postseason. They're barely a team that you have to worry about in the regular season. And uh, with the recent drama with Daryl Sutter and some of his comments on his star rookie for the team. Yeah, very interesting scenario. <laughs> we all hate the Flames here, obviously real pain in the butt that team has been recently and for the past several decades but uh certainly let's hope the jets keep on taking it to them and if they face them somehow in the postseason let's hope for a big jets win let me know what you think of uh not only winnipeg star rookies like lambert and lucius but which teams for you have been big surprises which ones are you really shocked by you know how do you feel about the jets being among the league leaders this year and do you expect to continue uh, to continue Drop your feelings in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for listening and making Lockdown uh, Jets your first listen of the day. We will see you folks tomorrow. So thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.